best friends and introverts, welcome to season three of the You're So Quiet podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Brown, as always. I almost didn't come back for season three because I have like a lot happening, but you also know that I just can't stop talking for 24 seconds. So I'm back to annoy you and entertain you, hopefully. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. I know it's the end of January when you're listening to this, but I'm not typically a New Year's resolution girly, so I kind of wanted to talk about what it's been like with my resolutions up to this point, and it might be a good time for you to check in as well. Maybe you made some resolutions and you forgot about them or you didn't forget but you're like not doing them and maybe you should be doing them or they would better your life in some way. So this is just a check-in there. But first, we are going to do our customary mental health check. If you're new, we rate our mental health from 1 to 5. 1 being horrible, 5 being amazing. Do remember that no matter how you're feeling, it's perfectly okay. You can be at a one, you can be at a five, you don't have to feel bad for feeling bad, you don't have to feel bad for feeling good. So for me personally, I think I'm at like a four because even though there's a lot going on and you know I will tell you here shortly, I feel kind of good about it. I'm like excited for the future and excited to just kind of you know, get things, get things rolling. And I'll tell you more about that as we go along. But yeah, I'm about a four today. Not bad. I'm, I'm into it. I'm feeling it. I'm good. So how are you? We haven't checked in in a couple months. So hopefully with the holidays and everything like that, you have been, you know, taking care of your mental health, even though I know around the holidays is like the worst possible time for mental health. It's when, People find themselves being the most depressed or the most anxious. So if that is you, I highly encourage you just to check in with yourself and to identify anything that you can do to help yourself feel better. So for example, if you're feeling anxious, I like to do the little five senses thing. You do name a few things. I don't don't remember how many things, like three things you can touch or five. Maybe it's the five five rule or something. Five things you can see, five things you can hear, five things you can touch, five things you can smell, and there's another one. There's another sense that I um, apparently don't know exists, so that's fine, (laughs) but yeah, just check in with yourself, ask yourself how you're actually doing, and see if there's anything you can do to improve that. In the hiatus, I have discovered... A whole other realm of trash TV that I have to tell you about. Okay, so if you have not seen this show and you like trash TV, you're gonna need to go watch it. It is called Love After Lockup. Okay, already the title sounds like this is gonna be a journey, and I'm telling you, it is a journey. I have watched with my husband, we've watched um, three seasons of Love After Lockup, and there is a partner series called Life After Lockup. So, the premise of Love After Lockup is that there are people in prison and people not in prison, and the people not in prison met the people in prison, usually on these, like, write-a-prisoner websites 
or data prisoner website. To be perfectly honest, I'm not 100% sure how these things are set up. Although it seems like there's a lot of contraband in prison. So the idea that someone could have an iPhone is not out of the question, you know? So these people in prison, they get out, get out of prison. They're on parole usually and the show follows them and their boyfriend, girlfriend, or fiance, or husband, wife. Yes, there have been people who have literally just married someone in prison, having never met them outside of prison. It's, it's crazy to me and it is fascinating. I feel like I've learned a lot <laughs> about prison, about the prison system, about drug use, which I've never done a drug in my entire life. The fact that I say done a drug should like clue you into the fact that that is 100% true. I just, it's not really my lifestyle, but I think it's fascinating, you know? So this show, it, it is, it is a certain, it, it like treads the line of what is acceptable to actually watch. There's this other show that a friend of mine found called, oh shoot, I forget what it's called, but it's like Dating MILFs or something. And the premise is that there are these mothers and their sons on the same dating show and the sons are dating the other moms on the, it's bizarre. And that to me feels weird. And like, for me, that's too far. That's beyond the pale of what I am willing to put in my brain. <laughs> the The convict show that I'm watching, that's, that's about as far as I can go. So I've watched three seasons of Love After Lockup and two seasons of Life After Lockup. And Life After Lockup is like this partner series where you can see what happens kind of after Love After Lockup ends. It's like their life living together and if they decide to get married and how their wedding goes and if they decide to have children, anything like that. So it's, it's intense. It's intense. And I will tell you that the producers have followed couples and then have known that, for example, the guy is stepping out on the girl and literally never say anything. And there was an altercation where one dude was yelling at the producers like you had to have known you had to have known this and like yeah they did but this is tv um well technically it's like somebody's real life but for the producers this is like their job is to get good tv and good tv does not mean telling someone that their significant other is having an affair so it's it's wild it's intense if you like garbage garbage tv this is the one. If you like more upscale TV, you will hate this show. <laughs> but for me, I like it. I'm into it. Okay, so with all of that behind us, let's go ahead and jump into the topic for today, which is our New Year's resolutions. So if you followed the show for the past couple years, you know that I am not a New Year's resolution person. I don't think you need January 1st or a Monday or anything to start a new habit or to try to better yourself. But for this year, for some reason, I really felt drawn to the idea of New Year's resolutions because toward the end of 2022, I was really not in a great place mentally 
And the reason is that I have been consistently putting people before myself that don't deserve to be there. Like there are certain people who I will always place before me, like my husband, for example, or certain family, certain friends, like those people who have kind of earned that spot in my life. But not everyone deserves to have that spot. And especially right off the bat, or if they hurt you deeply, then maybe they don't deserve to have that spot. So I consistently was doing that and doing things that I did not want to do just to make other people happy, which is what kind of spurred me to take several months off of the podcast because I like to be open and honest with you guys and kind of tell you what's going on in my life. And I didn't feel like it was authentic for me to come up here and do a mental health check and lie to you every week. Like that's just not the vibe that I'm trying to create here. This is a safe space, an honest space. And my honest truth is that I just wasn't ready to talk about that. And I didn't feel like it was appropriate at that time for me to hop on a microphone and talk about emotions that were still kind of hot, you know? So all of that happened and I just made the decision that I need to take some time off because I can't handle the emotional turmoil. And this emotional turmoil has shown up in my health as well. You might remember that I have a vertigo thing still happening, annoying, but I had to cut out caffeine to help that and it has helped a lot. The vertigo thing has only happened like twice in a month up from sometimes twice in a day. So, uh, I don't know if that was the culprit, but still my body was just not doing it. I was losing weight like crazy and not in a way like, oh, I like how I look. I was like kind of upset about it because I just had no appetite. So I wasn't eating. I wasn't caring for myself. My hair was falling out. I have not still worked out consistently in months. And you know that working out is really important for my mental health. And I know this about myself, but I just haven't been able to get that motivation back from before all of this stuff happened. So the general gist of the stuff is I have a new friend and we're like very different people. So us trying to find a good balance between the two of us has been really difficult. And I don't think that like she's a bad person or anything like that, but it's just been really trying on me. So that combined with house stuff that I have to deal with, with the fact that my book still, I still don't have a contract, in case you were curious. I did get a partial request from a small publisher, which is very, very exciting and I'm very excited about, but I'm also trying not to get too excited because if I get too excited, then I'll be depressed if it so happens that they decide to pass. And if they decide to pass, it's fine. I'm working on yet another book that I will query once it is finished. But yeah, it's just like a lot, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I know that I can confide in people and I can talk to you guys on the podcast about this, but it's also like, (laughs) how many times can I talk about the same thing over and over? You know, like you already know these things about me. You know that I have the vertigo thing that I don't like. You know that my book has not been picked up by a publisher or an agent. 
you know these things about me. You know that I constantly have a house project because owning a house is a freaking scam. So at what point can I just be like, all right, let's cut the cord on this and just kind of deal with stuff on my own. So this year, my resolutions were these. I have three of them. Full body yeses only. If I actually want to do it, I will do it. If I genuinely don't want to do it or I'm doing it for other people, it's just a no. I don't want to do that. There is a caveat to this because I also kind of tend to get stuck in my routine and I choose not to put myself out of my comfort zone. And if I'm always in my comfort zone, there's really no growth. So continuing to submit my book is hard for me, but it's still a yes, I want to do this. I have been racing cars with my husband and I'm like a very, very anxious driver. So before I, before my first run, I'm always incredibly anxious, like heart pounding for hours the morning before kind of thing. And it's not like, oh, I don't want to do this. I enjoy doing it, but I'm just afraid that I'm going to lose control of the car or whatever, but I still want to do it and it is outside my comfort zone, so I'm doing it. There are like trips that I'm going to take that part of me is like, I don't know if I feel super comfortable, like what do I wear? Oh, maybe I shouldn't go. And that's like my default always is like, maybe I should just stay home. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with staying home. If you're listening to this podcast, you are probably an introvert also, and you're like, girl, there's nothing wrong with staying home. And I agree with you, but I do think that it's important to take advantage of the opportunities that we have. If I have an opportunity to go to Miami for a Formula One Grand Prix, I should take it, right? So why would I let my own self-doubt about nothing take away this experience from me? That's so stupid. So, full body yeses only. Also, push yourself outside of your comfort zone and ask yourself if you actually want to do it. Like, if you knew that everything would go right, would you want to do it? And the answer for all the things that I've been pushing myself to do is yes. Second thing is prioritize rest. I have notoriously been guilty of not doing this because I think that I should be productive 100% of the time. And this is just not viable. This is not something that is sustainable for a healthy person. I can work myself to the bone and I can do that every day. And slowly my work product will get worse and worse and worse because I am tired, right? So it's important for me to let myself rest and not feel like I have to be productive every second of every day. So this has been kind of a struggle for me, to be honest, because I think growing up, I felt like I never could be relaxing because I would always be assigned something to do. So that kind of ingrained in me that you can't rest. Like you always have to be doing something. You can't just play Xbox. You can't just read with the purpose of just enjoying yourself. It always has to be to look at plot structure, to learn about characterization, to learn something about your craft. It can't be just for enjoyment. And I I still struggle with that because I have a lot of things on my plate and a lot of things to get done. 
And so I focus a lot on this to-do list that I've given myself. And it almost seems like I'm pushing in the wrong direction. I have so much stuff. Like this past week has been absolutely crazy. So let me tell you. Okay, so last week, I it's like 11 o'clock at night. I walk into the bedroom, to the bathroom, brush my teeth, put in my retainers, going to go to bed. And I'm looking at like the bed skirt and it has a water stain on it, like seeping from the top to the bottom. I'm like, that's so weird. What is that from? So I'm looking at the ceiling, nothing on the ceiling. And so I'm like, weird. So I look around the other side of the bed and it's there too. And I look around the other side of the bed and it's there too. So I'm like, okay, what is that? And then I'm like, okay, our bed is leaking. So we have a water bed. And before you're like, okay, so aren't water beds out of fashion? Like, first of all, become cultured, okay? Water beds are extremely comfortable. Second of all, we do not have the water bed that you were thinking of. You were thinking of the one that's enclosed in the little wooden box and that you lay on and you're it's like you're in the waves all night. And that is not the one that we have. The one we had had springs in it. It had foam in it. It also had water in it. So it was a very, very soft bed. And it genuinely, I have slept in hotel beds, all kinds of hotels all across the world. And this is the best bed I've ever slept in, in my life. Okay. So imagine my devastation when we find, first of all, that the bed has popped. Okay. The little water bladder thing doesn't hold water anymore. Just leaking out the sides. Totally fine. Not totally fine. Like, many, many gallons of water were leaking out. We did get it drained. Okay. We drained it with a little drain thing that comes with it. All fine. But then I'm like researching to replace the bed. And that particular bed isn't made anymore. They only have foam now. So I order one of those and my husband's like, okay, so while we have this 700 pound bed out of the way, maybe we should like replace the carpet. Because we have been looking at this carpet for years now and it's this like off-white beige kind of carpet and it's fine. It's actually really plush, but it's also a little older. It's starting to show its age around the sides. It has stains on it from from life, I'm assuming, <laughs> but it's just older carpet. So while we don't have that giant bed, giant heavy bed, in the way, let's replace the carpet. So I've been going through trying to get carpet. And then we're like, well, why don't we just do the windows in here too? Because we've been talking about doing the windows. So I have been interviewing people to replace our windows. And the carpet honestly wasn't that big of an ordeal. Just a couple companies. I found one that I actually really like. It was really nice, all good. We've hired them. They'll be out next week to install the carpet. The windows, <laughs> on the other hand, I don't know what it is with window companies, but let me tell you, I had two in particular, well, I'll tell you about the third one, two in particular this time around who come and give this 90-minute presentation 
I, that is not an exaggeration, a 90 minute presentation about windows and they show you the heat lamp and put your hand on the other side of the glass so you can tell that heat's not going through and blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's soundproof. Like, okay, great. I just, I just want a window. I just want, I just want a window and just put it there. And once you finally get through the 90 minute presentation, they then tell you that each window is going to be like $3,000 to replace. And mind you, I have six windows to replace right now. So excuse me for not wanting to spend $18,000 on windows, right? So that, you know, that happened. That happened. I'm weeding my way through different window companies. There were two that did the presentation. Well, one did the presentation. The second one, I was like, please don't do the presentation. I've seen it already. I don't want to hear it again. And he kind of cut it down a little bit, which is good. But there was this other company years ago, like 2019 probably, who came out and they were measuring every window in the house. I kid you not, they were in my house for four hours measuring the windows, trying to get us to purchase this thing, very like pressure, pressure sales tactics. And it was terrible. It was a terrible experience. And because of that experience, I will never work with them, even if their price is kind of what I wanted to pay. I was really not, not into that. I don't really trust you at that point, you know? So that's been happening again, but I've gotten some good ones. So we'll kind of weed through. I have another one coming tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. So we're doing the windows. And while we're doing that, I'm like, well, why don't we just like change the whole room, right? Why don't we do paint? Why don't we repair the cracks in the crown molding because the house settles? So it kind of moved a little bit. So let, let us go ahead and do that. So I spent today doing a lot of crown molding repair. I selected my paints. I'm going to be painting tomorrow and repairing some more crown molding, um, getting more caulking in the trim. So all of that is happening. In addition to me trying to edit my book, which is now like I've, I've finished my draft, I've gone through and I've marked the edits, and now I'm going through again and doing the rewrites. And then once I'm done with the rewrites, I'll send it to beta readers. But over the past few days, I've not had any time to actually work on my book, which is stressing me out. So when I'm done recording here, it'll probably be 1030 at night and I will want to go to sleep, but I will feel obligated to go work on my book because I've not been able to do that today, you know? So I've just been struggling a lot with like work-life balance kind of thing. So I'm trying to take weekends off. It's not going to happen this weekend. I'm just going to tell you right now because I really want to get this painting done before I get my carpet installed or at least as much painting as I can get done before the carpet gets installed. So yeah, um, so this weekend is going to be a little bit weird, but what can you do? I don't know. I could just take the time off. Like it's not, it, I can just put down a drop cloth instead of not, but it's fine. I will deal with that when I get there. Okay. Anyway, my third resolution and final resolution is to prioritize health and wellness. And this is 
kind of a, a weird one because it's not really something that I believe is measurable at this time for me, but it's more of a feeling or a vibe. And I have been working to journal more, which really helps with my mental health, especially considering I am not working out. So I've been journaling a lot. I have been making sure to actually eat vegetables. I finally went into the gynecologist for a checkup after like maybe three years. Like it's been, it's been some time since my last well woman exam. So I got that done and I'm trying to actually take care of my body, listen to my body because I don't want to feel like how I did at the end of 2022. So yeah, it, I mean, I think I'm making it sound like worse than it was. It was just like severe burnout is what it felt like. And I didn't feel, I don't know how to describe it, like a harmony with my body. I felt like there was me and then there was my body. And I was kind of treating my body like crap, to be honest. I wasn't eating very much. And when I was, it just wasn't good for me. I didn't feel good. I wasn't sleeping. I lost a lot of muscle mass because I spent days like not really moving. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was like a mild depressive episode or something. But this year, I feel like I have been trying for these New Year's resolutions. And I think that it's important to just try. Even if you don't succeed, you're better off than you were had you just not done it. And I really try to stay away from resolutions that are like, I'm going to work out five days a week or I'm going to cook at home this many meals. I don't know. All health related things. But that's like typically what you hear when you talk about New Year's resolutions is always people wanting to lose weight or people wanting to get in shape. And that's fine and well and good. But I also really didn't want to focus on that in particular. I didn't want to focus on body stuff and I didn't want to focus on things that just weren't even achievable, not sustainably achievable anyway. Focusing on trying to change my body is not something that I want to do, especially given like my mental state toward the end of 2022. Like that could have been a very slippery slope for me. I think it would have been like a perfect storm and I would have ended up in in a dark place. We'll just say that. And focusing on things that are not really sustainable or achievable long-term is just a recipe for me to feel bad about myself. And I'm really tired of feeling bad about myself. I'm tired of feeling like I'm not doing enough with my life. And I don't know, maybe it's because I turned 30 last year, like you heard me drone on and on about that for forever, and it still doesn't bother me, but I think as we get older, we focus more on how little time we have left versus all the things that we have accomplished. I, I know that I think about all the things that I have not done yet, and will I get the time? Is there enough time left? And then seeing people who are like half my age, wildly successful, doesn't feel great for like the self-esteem. But it's also called self-esteem. So I need to get a hold of myself and realize that no one else's path is my path. 
There are plenty of people, perhaps myself included, who find success later. And I think that it's also important to define success for yourself. Like what what is a successful life for you? And maybe we'll talk about that next week. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think that it's important to define success for yourself or you'll keep searching for something that you don't even know if it's if it exists, if you've reached it. How do you know that you've gotten to the finish line if you never defined a finish line, you know? So yeah, um, I'm deciding right now. We're going to talk about this next week because I could go for another half hour about, about defining success because I do think it's very important. Similarly to how we checked in at the beginning of this episode with your mental health, this is also your time to check in with your New Year's resolutions. I want you to ask yourself a couple questions and just be honest with yourself and hold yourself accountable, okay? First question, have you been sticking to your resolutions to the end of January? Yes or no? If you have not, is it because you defined these resolutions based on what you think other people think that you should do? If you have not stuck to them, is it because you have given yourself an unsustainable mission? Did you resolve to work out twice a day, every day? Because I can tell you right now, you're not sticking to that. Twice a day, every day? Your body is going to be so tired, right? So here's the thing, and I'm telling you this as your best friend, with your best interest at heart, okay? The thing is, is that you are not defined by whether or not you have kept your New Year's resolution or resolutions It is fine to abandon them if they suck, right? If you are sitting here at the end of January and you're like, I hate my resolution, but I don't want like people to look at me like I'm a failure or I don't want to feel like a failure. I don't want to judge myself. I won't be perfect. Like, okay, there are worse things to be than imperfect. And I promise you that every single person on the earth, on the earth that has ever lived and will ever live, is not perfect. Okay? So, if you've not been able to stick to your resolutions, that's fine. That's fine. But, (laughs) you knew there had to be a but in there. But, if you haven't, I think it might be a good exercise to identify what it was that caused you to make those resolutions in the first place. For me, my resolutions were driven by the absolute dumpster fire that was the end of 2022 for me. And I just wanted to feel better about myself, like generally, as a person. And I think those kinds of resolutions are good, can be good, at least. Maybe yours aren't like that. And maybe you made them for maybe the wrong reasons. And again, that's perfectly okay. No one is going to judge you for not fulfilling your New Year's resolution. I want to say one last thing. No matter what, if you're sticking to your resolution, if you're not, you are still valuable. You are still worthy. You are still enough. Okay? Do not let New Year's resolution culture get you down. Okay? 
So with all of that being said, we are about at the end of our time together. Thank you so much for joining me again for a new season. I can't believe that I'm back, but I'm happy to be back and happy to talk your ear off for another year. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I honestly can't tell you how much it really helps to get the show out to other introverts so we can have our introvert community where we don't actually talk to each other ever. <laughs> you can also follow the podcast Instagram at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod, and I will talk to you all next week. Okay, love you. Bye. Thank you.